Hey guys, um, <laughs> I guess that's my new intro, which is like so like nice and basic where it's like, hey guys, but um, here we go. Hey guys, um, welcome back to the Search for Pink podcast or welcome for the first time. Today on the podcast, we have Hannah, aka Sneaky Louise on Instagram. Hannah is a makeup artist and singer. She won't say that about herself, but she is a great cover of Last Christmas that I watched like four. 14 times last Christmas every single morning okay every single morning I am recording this on day 16 in quarantine and it is March very end of March and I'm just saying that um, because we recorded this in November so that just shows that Hannah is absolutely so lovely that she gave me her afternoon once and then just never saw any fruition of it and I just like came into her house and she's like what and then she's like oh I guess this is happening and then it's kind of like JK no it's not just kidding yes it is I love this episode and so listening back to it a couple months later it gives such a great um it's such a great story I mean Hannah you did a fabulous job of like kind of taking us through where um, where it all started, the frustrations growing up in a small town, because I think you can look at her life now online and just kind of see like this, oh, this shiny, cool life of being a full-time makeup artist, and she's fabulous and funny, and you're like, oh, it just must have been like, boop, 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 here she is, now she does this, and this is great. But um, yeah, I think anyone in any field can find many things to pull away from this. And it is just, Hannah, you are absolutely charming in this interview. I'm just going to tell you because I feel like you're listening. Um, but yeah, I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, more of y'all are tuning in all the time. And that means so much to me. Please text me and tell you me if you listen because that makes my ego feel nice. Um, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, or just, you know, send the link to your mom. I'll take either one. All right. Love you. Bye-bye. I used to think that this podcast was interviews. Mm-hmm. They're not. Um, there's just conversations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect. No, and, um, and also it isn't really about, I don't know, I like talking to interesting people, and this is the best way to get them to agree to hang out with me. It's um, all just a bruise. It is. I think it's so sweet that you think that I'm interesting. I do think you're interesting. We met at, so we met through um, one of our friends, Jen, who we both love, Jen. The great connector. Yeah, the great connector She's of us She's kind all. of the fulcrum of a lot of my relationships. Really? Yeah, like that's how I met Holly and Liz and all of them, and... So I just want to establish, because she's such a good friend, she's going to listen to this. Jen, we wish you were here. We do. I always wish you were here every moment of my life. Right? So Jen's the great connector. You go to the square, Mm -hmm. which is a church, and I didn't want to go to church, but I loved Jen, so I went to church. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I had gone, usually in every big city I move to, I find a church that I like, and I think that's how I keep getting tricked to come back is like my church in London I met one of my best friends Ellie and that was a way that I got to see her every week so sneaky Jesus mm. keeps cutting that's my who, other Instagram <laughs> sneaky Jesus <laughs> he is sneaky. and he performs a miracle and literally all the time people are like where'd Jesus go and they don't know so actually being sneaky is a biblical quality <laughs> I mean not to brag not to brag <laughs> But that is one of the ways that you have mirrored Christ. Wow. We're getting... <laughs> anyway, so that's how we met. And we both love Jen. Like, surprise, she got on the party bus. Jen is... No, she's fun. Jen is fun. I'm not fun. You are fun. Not party bus fun. But that doesn't matter. I'm not always party bus fun. I'm this fun, too. Yeah. I'm a very much a quality time person. I am, too. You know? And I love people so much. That's, like, why I do what I do, right? Mm-hmm. And do we want to talk about what you do? (laughs) Let's start the interview now. Okay. Chapter one. So we've got 20 minutes in and we haven't addressed anything. Anything of any relevance at all. No. Okay. So, no. Okay. But I feel like we're getting there. So you were good at like expressing yourself in a really big way at all times. What was your job job? Like your desk job before you embraced being an influencer turned makeup artist? (laughs) I don't know about that. Um, okay, so in high school, when I was very young, I was 16, 
I got a job at a mom and pop pharmacy mm-hmm. called Thomas Drugs mm-hmm. in Austell, which is a really classy city um, like off it. Bankhead. So basically, I was a legal drug dealer for about cool. seven years. <laughs> What? Yeah, I was a pharmacy tech for seven years. And you can do that at 16? Well, I started and I would just like work the drive through window. Okay. And then sometimes they would let me count pills. I probably wasn't supposed to, but I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of stayed there because I, you know, by the time I was ready to graduate, I, and a little bit after that, decided not to go to college. So I stayed there because it had kind of like turned into my career. Yeah. Because I had been there so long. Now I knew like so much about pharmacy Mm -hmm. and insurance and whatever. I was so involved there and um, I had to make money and I was making good money to be Mm -hmm. 18 years old. You know what I mean? My friends were working at like Subway and Mm -hmm. I was like bringing home like. $15, $16 dollars an hour, which is like crazy for an 18 year old. I was like a billionaire. Yeah. And honestly, like you go to college and you're probably starting out making about that much anyways. Right. And no student debt. Exactly. So I was like, yeah. And so I was like pretty responsible too. Like I, I grew up pretty fast and I knew quickly that I wanted like more out Mm -hmm. of life, you know? Yeah. So the responsible thing to do was to stay there even though I hated it. Also, I mm-hmm. should note that I completely hated it. Oh. I hated it, hated it, hated it. Everyone there knew I hated it. The customers knew I hated it. Like, I was, I became, by the end of my time there, I truly became like a shell of my, of who I was. I was angry. I was bitter. I hated people. I had zero sympathy, empathy, whatever, for people whatsoever. Okay. Um, Why did so? What was it about it that you did you hate your coworkers? Did you hate the no, hours? No, one of the reasons that I stayed was because of my coworkers. Like my mm-hmm. boss Ryan at the time, uh, he is like such an important person in my life. I mean, mm-hmm. he saw me grow up. I would like come in and jump up on the desk and tell him about my boy problems. Like he was like mm-hmm. almost a father figure in my life. Mm-hmm. And because uh, think about it, I was there from when I was sixteen to when I got married. That like, I was a baby to a grown up. You know, a huge part of your yeah. life. Yeah, and I was so malleable and, and um, I always said that I was pra- he had three daughters and I, that I was like practiced for him because they were all like babies at the oh. time and I was like one day they're going to come home with all of their girl problems and you're mm-hmm. going to be like oh well I'm super wise because I helped Hannah through this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I hated it so much because it was just a dark place. Um, mm-hmm. I dealt with a lot of people that were addicted to drugs and um a lot of people that were still stuck in the mindset that like women can't do anything. Mm. I mean, I had like someone throw their old McDonald's at me one time, like because I couldn't give them their drugs early. Like it, it was, mm. it was a very um, like demeaning job. Wow, I never would have connected those. What's the town that? So you. Austell. So, but what is that like? Because I actually know nothing about Austell. Is it pretty, like, I would say my hometown is probably, like, 20 or 30 years in the past still. Yeah. Okay. It, for sure. it sounds like It has this, similar. like, small town, and it's, like, Georgia, you know what I mean? Like, Georgia, southern, yeah. like, there would be so many times when they would, like, only talk to my boss. Yeah. Or, like, even though I'm giving them the exact information that he would give them, it's, like, my words didn't matter. They don't trust you. Right. Um... And then also that was something, okay, so like I am not addicted to drugs, but I could, I, so I guess whenever, yeah, no, I think I like, it sounded like I was bragging, um, but, but like, I don't, I guess so like when I'm dealing with the pharmacy people, that isn't really what I'm thinking of like how hard it must be to be dealing with people with addictions because that's such a real serious thing and I'm just like, oh, you're just here to give me my antidepressants or my, I don't know. But the stuff for when you're sick, the yeah. other medicine. Um, but yeah, that makes sense that you're dealing with people on a regular basis who literally their brain chemistry is fighting you, and it's like a sur- like yeah, their survival thing is fighting against you because they need something. Right. I mean, they would be calling on the hour every hour. Can I get them early? Can I get them early? Can wow. you? Can Can I get them early? Can I, you know what I mean? And like all this stuff, and you're like, okay, get out your calendar, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And then count to 30. Mm-hmm. That's how long these should last you. Because you know that they, like, just took them all and It's just... Oh. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. It's, it was just this constant. And then you also just have um, 
people that are, you know, maybe living off the government and, mm. and, and that's hard too because you see people come in that really need help and aren't getting it and people that are abusing the system to get pain medication. Yeah. Anyway, so all of this, like, I, like, so all the information you have about me so far about me being emotional and feeling everything, I'm absorbing yeah. all of this. You and, know what I mean? I'm like, it was just a weight on my shoulders and I would just go into the bathroom and cry and I could not handle it, but I felt like it was the responsible thing to do to stay there. Mm. Um, and meantime, I am, you know, in my car every day on the way to work, screaming at Jesus, like, why... Am I here? Like, surely I'm made for more than this. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't, like, is this really my purpose? This is my biggest fear is that I would settle down in this small town and, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But um, little did I know that he was, like, laughing at me, like, all you have to do is leave. And, you know, like, it's like what we were talking about earlier. Like, it's not always going to come down on a cloud and, like, all the answers are going to be there yeah. at your front door, which is what I was waiting for. I was like, mm-hmm. if I could just wake up and there'd be, like, a small post-it on the door that gave me like a five step plan mm-hmm. along with maybe some money to hold me over that would be great Jesus yeah. like <laughs> Jesus um anyways uh but I think it was just like you know so fast forward finally seven years later wow um stepping out of the boat and taking a risk and quitting my job like literally I just like had this crazy heart shift like it was like I woke up one day and I was like I'm, I have to go. I have to not be here anymore. And I wasn't angry anymore. I wasn't doing it out of any other emotion, but just like, I have to like trust that Jesus has more for me. Mm. And um, so I did. And it, but I always tell people like, I never want to get it across that I like walked out of Thomas Drugs and in, into the light. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I wasn't skipping down the street and following all my dreams. It was a very long, hard, dark year after that of me trying to figure out what I wanted, Mm -hmm. who I was, um, what I wanted out of life, what I wanted to pursue, all these things until makeup started falling into place. So so I had been doing makeup like since high school, Mm -hmm. um, but I hadn't, like I had been focusing so much on Thomas Drugs that I had kind of forgotten. Yeah. Um, in in high school, were you doing your makeup pretty much, or yeah, and other people makeup, were like, you know what I mean? And so then I, so I really wanted to work in fashion, mm-hmm. and then I realized that I wasn't creative, and <laughs> I was poor, so I couldn't go to school to learn how to be creative. And um, well, you are creative, but maybe not in a just not like blank page. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't be there and like boop 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 boop. Like, like I see a skirt. Yeah, I know. Um, and then I didn't want to like. I thought I wanted to be a stylist, which I do wardrobe every once in a while now yeah. still, and it's just not what it seems, because I think that I'm, like, dressing the cast of Sex in the City, yes. but really it's, like, a Kohl's commercial, and they're like, can you please, just for Christ's sake, give her a lavender t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, okay. no, because Gabriella was on it, and she said sometimes being the stylist is, like, having nothing and creating something, and sometimes it literally just means, like, ironing and making sure that this, like, very expensive thing doesn't get torn and then she just puts it on like a stylist could be yeah, a thousand it's, different yeah things. it's there's many facets of it and sometimes mostly it's like me going to TJ Maxx and hoping that I can return everything yeah I love it <laughs> which is not like fun for me anyways um and then it was actually my mom that was like well Hannah like you love makeup why don't you just like do mm that mm-hmm. and I was like wait what that was a possibility because <laughs> back then like when I was in high school I didn't even think that makeup was I didn't think about the world of makeup being so large mm. right so the what a makeup artist meant to me then was like working at a counter yeah you know yeah and so I was like oh that doesn't seem like what I really want to do mm-hmm. you know um I didn't even think about film and TV and, mm-hmm. and, and the whole... Isn't it funny how, it. like, there are those things that doesn't even, like, occur to you? Yeah. I think sometimes people... Because, like, I'll mention, like, a famous person I know or... Not, not like... But, like, or a, a, that I've met or then, like, oh, my gosh, my friend's in this one thing and everyone's, like, oh, Rebecca's bragging. And I'm like, no, no, no. I came from this small little city where I didn't even think it was going to be possible oh for me God. to ever meet anyone that was ever going to do anything just because... So, anyways, it's, like, just exciting because it didn't even seem possible at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So And I kept, like, waiting to, like, want to do... I, I feel like I've heard this a lot 
especially like on your podcast too yeah. like and I was like oh people are the same I kept waiting for like the grown-up job itch to mm-hmm. like hit in yeah. high school you know what I mean mm-hmm. I was like okay well one day I'll wake up and like want to be a teacher or a doctor yeah or something and then I was like nope still want to talk about shoes and smoky <laughs> eyes so yeah what do we do what do we do <laughs> what about your husband how did that link in so like you were with him when you wanted to leave the job and then yes. he kind of saw you through he, that transition 100% and I don't think that I could have done it without him I I, mm. I mean I don't think I would still be there but he definitely helped like he I would just like come home crying every night and and hate it so much and he was the one like you have to leave you have to leave and we'll be okay and I was like no we won't like we'll be forced out onto the streets like, <laughs> and I'll never be I'll back. never be back there yeah. um and then he's doing doing he's a gorgeous videographer and so he's now in a creative career was he at a he was, was he already doing, doing um videography but he was working at a church the mm-hmm. church that we met at um our old church at the time mm-hmm. and the craziest part is like literally so we got married and like three months later we both quit our jobs oh wow and decided to be freelance because why not yeah like literally I remember my mom even being like what are you gonna do you know <laughs> like her voice gets like seven octaves higher and I was like I don't know she was like okay so you left your paycheck and your benefits and now you're gonna just hang out I'm like yeah. yeah I'm gonna just <laughs> let's just chill which is so outside of my character too mm. um but it was again just like a, mm-hmm. a a heart shift and um yeah but luckily things worked out no and I think also something um sorry my nose is stuffy um I mean, is that on. at the same time because like could you imagine if, like, you were in a marriage where you're like, hey, I want to leave this job, and then if you're with someone that they're like, what are you thinking? Oh and if you gosh. had to get someone on the same page as you, because I do have some friends that are in situations now that, like, they're married to someone and they're like, but he thinks that, or, so, you know, that wouldn't be smart. And I'm like, <clears throat> dude, <sighs> yeah, I can't even imagine being in a situation like that. And I'm so constantly grateful and this is something that I've always loved about Matthew is that I've always said that he has pushed me Mm. in the best way that's amazing ever since I met him like I remember so we met we were friends and um I remember talking about how I we had like just become friends Mm -hmm. and I was like dating two other guys at the time because living my best life yeah and um he I, oh, I had talked about, like, how I'd always dreamed of going to New York, right? Mm-hmm. And I, like, fantasized it was going to be amazing. One day I was going to go. And he was like, well, why don't you just go? And I was like, um, I don't know. <laughs> and, like, that night we bought two plane tickets to go to New York. No way! Yeah, as friends. And anyway, so I just love – and he's carried that through our entire relationship. He's always – but he's very, very wise. Like, mm-hmm. I'm – Anyone that knows him knows that. He is extremely wise beyond his years. He's like an 80-year-old man trapped in a 31-year-old's body. That's ideal. And <laughs> um, and so, but he constantly encourages me, pushes me, and believes me. But I also know he would never encourage me to do something, like, irresponsible. Yeah. You know? Or you can really trust someone's discernment. Right. Totally. And um, he, I remember him sitting down with me and being like, Hannah, like, we're going to be okay. Like, we're going to still live in this apartment. We're going to still, like, be able to go on dates. Yeah. And we'll figure it out. And he was like, because he remembers. So he's, like, five, five and a half years older than me. Mm-hmm. He was like, I remember a time, this, like, gap time, you know. Yeah. And it was so important for me. And one day you're going to look back and be so grateful that you had that, which is totally true. Mm-hmm. I learned so much about myself that, like, eight months to a year that I was figuring it out mm-hmm. um, and being alone with myself a lot inside yeah. my apartment clawing at the walls and, figuring out what to do you're an you know? extrovert and right yeah and um, I learned what was valuable to me what mm-hmm. I wanted and um, but yeah I'm so so grateful that he has supported me and um, could not have done it without him honestly yeah. and I will say for anyone that's listening because I think also sometimes it's like a leap of faith I have taken um, a few of those, like there was a time in Chicago where I, I don't even remember, was I, I don't think so. I don't think I was fired. Um, I had like nine different jobs in like a year and a half. 
But um, there was a time I quit one of my side jobs and people are like, you're a great writer. Why don't you write? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be my leap of faith. And so I submitted to all these publications and I never heard anything back. And so sometimes you take one of those jumps and guess what? You take a jump and then it didn't work. And then you're like, oh, one of these jobs I hate, they're always going to be there. So I ended up doing some more customer service. I'm still doing it. But at the same time, I think in this part of my life, I'm gonna, I'm kind of revving up and I want to do the jump again. And sometimes it takes, if you, if you do that jump, it's amazing. And sometimes it's the year that did become something, but just because it didn't work the first time doesn't mean. Oh, 100%. It's, so, like, all it's not say, like one jump and into your future. Exactly. It's like a skip, if you will. It, a exactly. constant skip. Or like you jump and you fall and you hit your face. And then you get up and, you and, get up and you, you gotta do it again. Yeah. Like that was, yeah. Because the it, thing is like, passion is so important, right? Like yeah. you have to be passionate. You have to be ambitious about something. And it is the like, crux of that is yeah. where you find success. Um, And... Like, I still feel that way. I still feel like I jump into jobs all the time. Like, I can't tell you how many times (laughs) I have done or signed up for something that I completely didn't know how to do. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, totally. I can do that. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it's like I'm constantly figuring it out and jumping and hoping that it works out. And sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. And Mm -hmm. it's like what you do with that. Yes. That matters. Yes. Because, like, sorry. No. Keep going. (laughs) So, um... I feel like this story isn't all over the place, but that's my life. Yeah. So um, when I was uh, 18, just had like graduated high school, Yeah. I am like kind of thought that I wanted to do makeup. I was really fortunate to get put into contact with a um, woman named Tara. Mm-hmm. And she worked at CNN. Oh, cool. And she was like, oh, like come to CNN. I'll like show you the tour, whatever. I went, 18 years old. Tour Barbara, she sat me down in the food court. I'll never forget. And I had like a pen and paper. And she was like, if you want to be a makeup artist, here's how to start. Like, mm-hmm. here's how to get your kit. Start doing stuff for free. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So I did. And I just, oh, well, so that happened. Then I like thought I was going to go to KSU. And I had this other makeup artist that I was talking to. I remember she like messaged me on Facebook that day. Mm-hmm. I was sitting in the office. And I was like, I don't want to do this. I want to do makeup. And yeah. I was like bye and I literally walked out and um but so I started doing all of those things even though I was still at Thomas Drugs I did start Mm. my career like pretty early I started like just doing anyone's makeup that they would let me like I did my cousin's wedding Mm -hmm. I think I was literally 18 and I like did her and her bridesmaids and the venue that she worked at um like liked me and so they actually asked me to do uh, like cover for them. Oh, cool! For a mag, a local magazine, which at, I was like peeing my pants. At you know 18. what I mean? I was like, what? <laughs> and um, so things just kind of like fell into place, which made me feel like this is kind of what I'm yeah. supposed to do. And but then kind of got sidetracked with like, oh, I have to be an adult and like bring home money. Mm-hmm. So I was focusing more on the pharmacy. And anyway, so I wanted to say that because so. Five years later, mm. after I, like, meet Tara, mm-hmm. um, I quit my job. It's been months since I quit my job. I get a phone call, and it's Tara. Oh, wow. And she's like, oh, my gosh, Hannah, like, you just floated across my Facebook, and I see that you're still doing makeup, and I, like, saw your blog, whatever. Like, oh, mm. my gosh. She was like, we're holding auditions at CNN for the first time in six years. Do you want to audition? Audition for for, for hair and makeup at CNN. Wait, okay, it's called an audition? Mm-hmm. Okay. I had to like go in with my own kit and do someone's hair and makeup in 45 minutes. That's so cool. Is that what you do? Is yeah. that how you get makeup jobs? No, that, it was just for that. Okay, cool. I've never heard the word audition used for anything besides like acting or talent or whatever. That's so cool. Yeah, it, it was made crazy. It and it's so funny because I look back and like I was such a baby and such a young artist and like didn't know what I was doing and um, like had this tiny little kid and <laughs> and I said yes and yeah. I remember she was like, "Do you know how to do a full blowout?" And I was like, "Totally, <laughs> I will by the time I get there." Yeah, like I had never done a blowout in my life and like what in me decided that I could tell her that I would 
I could do that. No, but it's like this weird false confidence. How old were you at the time? Um, 22, 23, 23. I think there's oftentimes like a beauty in not knowing very much. So then just having the confidence to, I walked into an audition once. I didn't know to prepare sides. They like sent me the, the scenes and I was like, cool, there are scenes. I didn't look at them. Came in, I was supposed to be off book and they were like, are you off book for the scene? And I go, what scene? I didn't see anything. And then they were like, oh, we're so sorry. It's like, it's okay. I let them apologize to me. And I was just like, here I am. <laughs> You're welcome. That's and, amazing. And they loved it. Yeah. Uh, like, cause I had no idea and I didn't know to be scared. Yeah. Exactly. It's like this like beautiful naivety. Like, there's like this little, where you know enough about my hair and makeup to get through. Yeah. But you don't know enough to be scared. Yeah. So you did it, like, and then you were offered the job? Well, so, yeah. So, um, I remember, I, like, I remember I was, like, in my towel when she called me, and I'm, like, sweating. I was, like, pacing around our old department, like, what? And I remember her telling me to pay, and I was, like, what? <laughs> and, like, and the best thing was she was saying that I was, because um, I was also, like, at this point, I was getting makeup jobs here and there you know yeah. like it was kind of the ball was rolling and it it was from your blog I'm guessing just yeah random like dms yeah and like um my just people I knew in the industry were referring you yeah like I had gotten on set for the first time as a PA mm-hmm. and um you know gotta work your way up and clicked with a makeup artist who is now one of my best friends slash mentor slash like agent she's like the reason I have a career her name is Beth she is the most amazing person you'll ever meet she's also an actress did I meet her yes yeah she was lovely she is incredible I saw her last night like she is I just learned so much from her and I love her so dearly um and so like you know and then every time I'm on set I would meet someone and try and just like you know, like, network a little bit, and that's, like, why I have a career right now. Yeah. But, um, so I remember after I hung up the phone, I, like, called everyone I knew with hair on their head and was, like, please come to my house and let me blow out your hair. And, yeah. like, call my friend that was a hairstylist, like, can you help me? Mm-hmm. And I had, like, a couple of days. Wow. And I went in. And I also, like, 45 minutes for hair and makeup is very, very quick. Okay, yeah, I was going to You know, ask like, you. other artists, like, panic when I tell them that. They're like, excuse me, what? And I remember, like, I had been, and I was not quick. Like, I was brand new, and that's something that, you know, I had to work on. And anyways, went in, and I did it, and then I was thinking, like, there's just no way that they're, like, I was a baby. You know what I mean? I was, like, this newborn baby rolling into CNN. Like, I'll never forget my boss coming down the escalator, and she was, like, so corporate. Like, I love, her name is also Tara, different Tara. Uh She was, like, in stilettos with her hair slicked back, and I was, like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. (laughs) Like, my butt is sweating. You know what I mean? Like, what am I doing here? Yeah. And, um... I was like, there's just no way I'm going to get it. And I remember, like, a week went by, and I still hadn't heard anything. Oh, and gosh. I hadn't gotten, like, one text message, and I had been, like, dissecting it. Mm-hmm. Like, Hannah did good. Hannah did good. Hannah did good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, which one is it? Like, yeah. Wait, did you get a message saying Hannah did good? It was from the other Tara. Like, she asked Big Tara, and I was like. Oh, and then she was like, Hannah the did very t- good. And I was like, was it very good? Or like, oh, she did so, like, cute little baby. She did really good. Like, <laughs> And little did I know, there in my email that I hadn't checked, they had offered me the job. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I was at coffee with my mom, and I would just, like, cry. I was like, oh, yeah. It was huge for me because um, that just, I feel like, really, like, kick-started mm. my career and gave me a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. I've learned so much there. Mm-hmm. I have grown as an artist there so much. I've learned how to be a better um like professional in person to people and how yeah. to deal with my clients and how to make the decision to be a positive and like life speaking person to someone who's in my chair versus like letting whatever I'm going through affect them you know yeah. like there's just so many facets of it but then I started getting on set a lot and that's so cool it so- just like kind of happened and I still like every single day slash week can't believe that I have a job or a career why people hire me because there's barely any information on the internet that says that I can do what I do so, so but it's all word of mouth because yeah. I mean that's how because also I mean for whatever because 
whatever little world I'm creating creatively, so much of it is just referral and pretty much like I only want to work with people I like and I'm only going to be referring my friend. But also I think being a connector is one of the things that I would love to do and I love keeping people in my back pocket, but they're only people I love and you're obviously someone that's come into so many people's lives and been positive because then that means that's why you're getting all of this. Can I ask you, what is it? Because I know that being a makeup artist is different for all these different things. But for CNN, I feel like that's really specific. What is that like? Do you show up in the morning? And are you, what is that like? You know, I always tell people, like, it is a, an extremely unique job. It sounds like it. And not a lot of people, artists, survive. Mm-hmm. We've gone through a lot of them. Okay. Um, and there's many bullet points to that but um yeah so the hours are crazy mm-hmm. because it's 24 hours because okay. we have cnn <laughs> yeah like so cnn cnn international cnn espanol hln mm-hmm. we got all the different networks yeah so like cnn international is like in the middle of the night so a lot of times we'll have an overnight shift a lot mm-hmm. of times i'm waking up at like three four or five in the morning mm-hmm. um because that's when we're busiest because mm-hmm. you have to get people ready for the morning show because the morning show is like before people go to work yeah um okay. And then we just, like, take clients in the makeup room. Um, you're doing hair and makeup. Usually someone, you're double teaming. So, like, someone is doing hair mm-hmm. while you're doing makeup or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't so, know. So people are, like, and then is it a 45-minute turnaround? Is it shorter? Is it longer? It just depends. Like, sometimes you'll have an anchor come in and be, like, I need to be out in 20 minutes. And you're, like, great. Okay, cool. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. This is that's like the the imperative thing is how you deal with that situation. Yes. And I think that's why a lot of people maybe don't last like mm-hmm. because you can either panic mm-hmm. or you can be like, okay. Like so something that I've learned about myself is that I I am a problem solver. I love problem solving. Mm-hmm. Um, I love being the person that has like the answer or the fix to something. Yeah. <laughs> Both emotionally and in my job. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so like in that moment, I'm like, boom, all right, like what can I do? Mm-hmm. What can I prioritize in the next 15 minutes that's the most important to get you out of here? Yes. You know? Um, or sometimes they're there and they don't have a cutoff time and you can sit there and chat and do it for an hour and so fun yeah so that I mean that makes sense like being under pressure especially with this job because it's not just under pressure like oh I hope people like this but it's also under pressure because they're going on live television in front of the entire world and then you also don't want to freak them out and be like oh 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 no well this is my problem and then they're like this is your problem this is my problem and um and then also I feel like it's such an intimate thing to be touching someone's face and oh, yeah. hair and body. And, like, also, I mean, this is kind of, I might cut this off because this is kind of a weird story. When I first moved to Chicago, I um, I did it for a marketing internship. It was really lonely. And I remember one night, for one reason or another, I was really sad. And I also didn't like my hair. I wanted to do a thing. But I remember thinking, no one has touched me in a week. Mm-hmm. There was no physical contact. I didn't know anyone, and so I paid someone to to do my hair. And part of it was because I didn't have a physical connection with yeah. anyone. No one had wow. reached out for like a week, and I didn't realize how much I craved that until it was completely gone. And so part of it was I did the haircut to like knew knew me, but also part of it is I was paying someone to just be close to me, yeah, for like an hour or yeah. so. And so like wow. you being that person. And stepping in is it's such an intimate moment not many people touch anyone's face but also like you're how whatever you're carrying with you you have to I guess be in control of that or it could really it could really mess with 100% and <clears throat> like I tell newer artists this all the time um, that like what you're talking about yeah and who you are and your personality and your ability to to um, maneuver these situations mm-hmm. is like 80% of your job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like your actual talent and ability is further down the list. Yes. Like we always talk about how we're like therapists and cheerleaders. Yeah. Because it's true. When someone sits in your chair, something happens. It's like this very vulnerable moment. Mm-hmm. First of all, you're typically, I'm typically working on talent. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? 
So someone that's a little more high profile, mm-hmm. maybe someone that's about to go on TV, someone who's about to go on film. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they are com- are someone that is typically portrayed and known as being, you know, made up, put together, whatever, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden they are completely stripped down and raw in front of you. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes them feel like they can also be that way um, like emotionally with you which I love because yeah. as we've talked about I love people like yeah. I I genuinely want to know every detail about your life and I genuinely care yeah and I will cry with you and I will laugh with you and I will hold your hand and I will love you until you die yeah that is me you know I what I mean that. and um so realizing that responsibility and that that um you know relationship between you and your client and what and the power that you have in that moment yeah you know because I think that makeup can get this really, you know, superficial stigma. Yeah. Because it is. It's a superficial, it's a vain industry, what have you. But also, like, there are so many moments involved with what I do that are so much bigger mm-hmm. than eyeshadow and yeah. lipstick. You know, like, there are so many things tied to it. There are moments there sitting in my chair where, you know, you're going through something or there's someone who feels devalued but like I, I mean even those days where like you feel like I look at myself and I'm like I feel shit how why why in the world would I think I should be on camera today this is like hectic or whatever but like when you're feeling crap about yourself and then you're I'm trusting that you can make me into the person that I'm wanting to be in front of the camera today yeah you know and like that's the thing like that's this is the heartbeat of why I do what I do is instilling confidence into women. Yeah. Like, first of all, I just love women so much. I I just want to see them succeed. I want them mm-hmm. to feel confident. I want you to look in the mirror and know. And it is not about you needing makeup. Like, yeah. everyone is unbelievably beautiful in their own way, in any way. But sometimes there's just something about it that makes you feel like you can. Yeah. And that's what I want to do. Yeah. And sometimes that's lipstick and mascara. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we just need that to get to that place and that's okay. Like we should be empowered by that. Yeah. And um, you know like how many times I hear, oh, I wish I could pull that off. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to slap your mouth. <laughs> I hate that. I'm like, you know how you pull something off? You get it. And you put it on, and then you walk around, and everyone else is like, oh my god, she is, you know, yeah. like, and, and, like, that's what I want. I want to, like, contend for that, and, like, get you to that place. Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely more of a therapist than anything. Oh, god. And yeah. also, I think, I'm guessing there's something really, I don't know, I feel like there must be this connection for you that when you see the people that we think are the most put together not put together and then you realize like oh wait we're all faking it we're all like uh susan's probably not gonna listen to this susan is an actress i'm in the show with she is one of the most respected actors theater actors in uh atlanta and she's in her oh i want to say 70s and so she's doing the show everyone's like oh it's susan it's susan and susan's backstage and she's like worried about her lines and like the this and this and she's like oh i didn't land this moment and She's just as insecure and worried about it as I am. And I'm the youngest, greatest person in the cast. And I'm like, oh, Susan has won awards and been on Stranger Things. And she's still insecure. If she's insecure, this isn't going anywhere. But I need to deal with it, you know? So you've done makeup for people that everyone's like, oh, if I could be like them. And you're like, no, 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 we're all faking it. Yeah. We're all faking it. And, like, think about, like, the moment. Like, I've had moments with people that they're about to have to go put it together, right? They're going through, like, trauma. Yeah. Like, I've walked through people that come in and, like, just had a miscarriage. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? And they're supposed to, like, put on makeup and go... Read the news or something. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like, some their their dad died or... You know what I mean? Like, they're going through crazy stuff and they just have to, like... And they, they pull it together. And they need you in that moment, you know? And yeah. and that's the best. That's yeah. the best because that's that's what it's about. That's what it's about is those moments and using my position in the best way that I can because yeah. I just want to be positivity 
yeah. in their life. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect at it. Like, everyone has bad days. You know yeah. what I mean? And I will say that's something that I used to be really insecure about with my job is that, like, when I am having an off day, because I am usually so, like, yummy yeah. and woohoo, I feel like when I'm having an off day, it's really obvious. People yeah. Like, Why is Hannah so angry or whatever, you know? And I've had to kind of release myself from feeling like I always have to be on. Yes. But that doesn't mean I have to be negative. Yes. You know? So I don't always have to be like, oh, like, I got the jokes and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Jazz hands. But <laughs> but also don't let, like, whatever I'm going through seep out. Yes. And, like, gossip and all that stuff. That makes a lot of sense. So do you do see it in, like, just randomly throughout the week and then you pick up other jobs? How does that work? Because yes. So I'm on their freelance team, so they pretty much just call me whenever they need me. Okay. Um, which... Sometimes is like eight hours before the shift, sometimes a month. You know what I mean? So it's totally all over the place. And then, yeah, I do like a lot of uh, like corporate and commercial work. Okay, cool. And then who got you connected with that? Oh my gosh, it's totally word of mouth, kind of like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Like, um, like Beth, since I'm really lucky I have kind of like this little circle of makeup artists that are all really beautiful, amazing people that aren't afraid of other people's success. Yes. Because how horrible is this narrative that especially women have right now that's like your success takes away from mine. Yeah. Right? I see that a lot in the makeup industry is like, oh, well, I don't want to help you because it's going to take away from mm-hmm. my, which in my eyes, it's the total opposite. So if I have a client or a producer or director, what have you, come to me and I can't do the job, it looks way better if I can fill the position for them. Yeah, you know what then, I mean? Because then, then they're still gonna call me. Yeah, next because time. next time they still want you, but then they're like, oh, but also if she can't, she'll give me a yeah, like person. someone she trusts. And if they trust you, then they're like, oh, well, if it's someone she trusts, what have you? Anyways, so I have like this nice little group of gals um, who we kind of do that for each other. Yeah, um, which is great. And then also just like being on set and and. Being a cool person to be around. Like, we always yeah. call it hang time. Like, your hang time is so important because you're spending very long hours with these people. Yeah. So, if you're not, like, pleasant to work with, then you're never yeah. going to work again. <laughs> I've noticed that all of the actors that I love are always the sweetest and most personable. Yes. Like, I tell new artists all the time. I'm like, dude, just, like, be a good person like go out of your way yeah be ambitious mm-hmm. that is what sets you apart it's those little things it's literally not your makeup mm-hmm. yes <laughs> you know what I mean because honestly half the people don't care or even know what good makeup is exactly. that are on a set I wouldn't know you know what I mean um but the little things in those little moments like mm-hmm. being in the parking lot what do you need from me mm-hmm. you know what I mean when someone asks for something and you have it or you find out you go out of your way to find out an answer mm-hmm. or go out of your way to fix it like those little things mm-hmm. are what get you called back yeah you know and and what I believe I, I'm really not trying to come across like Bane but I, I like oh. think that that's why I have work no I'm sure <laughs> that is um, what are some of, you said being ambitious, what does that look like for you? Have you, like, reached out to someone and been like, can I work for you? Um, yeah, but also just, like, on set, like, being willing to do things that maybe you weren't, like, in, in your job description. Okay. You know what I mean? If someone's like, I would love some coffee, go get some coffee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. If someone needs, you know what I mean? Just, like, those yeah. little things to, like, be aware of what's going on and like going out of your way to do it and not being like I've I've just been in situations where it's like oh that's like that's the PA below me yeah Yeah. I'm like oh god like also you don't know who the PA is gonna be in two years and not just like always like trying to work your way up but like you were a PA on a set at one point or I was a intern in a theater company where no one paid attention to who I was and if one of the like I just remember some of the actors in this one place, I was a marketing intern, and I told one of them, like, I'm an actor too, and she was like, that's amazing. She's like, let's get coffee. Let's talk about that. I I was like, oh my gosh, like, you're Heidi. You're amazing. And so, like, and also, once again, she was an amazing actor. And I've also, like, met some actors, and, you know, I've introduced myself, and they're like, okay, cool. You know, but it's always been the sparkliest people on stage 
that I've talked to offstage and they're like oh my gosh like you have to we have to know each other and I, I don't think for one second that like talent and wanting to work together are not coupled with being because like if you're great at your job as a makeup artist part of that is because you've got to know this person through being intentional if you're if you were just like sit mm, here intentionality that's such a good word yeah, yeah it like you've got to know that person and then now they feel 10 times more confident in their makeup because they're like I believe in Hannah and Hannah's amazing and now look what she's done <laughs> mm-hmm. and so if they're rocking it that also makes your work look 10 times better because they're feeling confident oh yeah I love I love to intercept a compliment you yes. know what I mean <laughs> it's like you look really good I'm like thank you I did that yeah no. I, that was fine so you've worked on film and tv sets so I um, don't, I'm not in the union. Okay. And I don't want to be. So I don't have any desire to work on movies. Everyone's okay. like obsessed with it. You're like, I'm for just you. not. Yeah. It's just like not my journey. I yeah. don't know. I just don't Yeah, there's some things I it. completely appreciate. To me, the only reason I would do it is to like say that I did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that doesn't seem like a good reason yeah. to do it. But I also want to just like pursue other things. That was one of my big goals for this year is... Like, I don't necessarily... I love makeup. I love it so much. Yeah. But I don't necessarily foresee myself doing it forever. Yeah. Um. So I just want to, like, start pursuing some other things but in whatever capacity that looks like. What would so, that be? Like, music, yeah. acting, yeah. stuff like that. That's basic. I've always said that I wanted to have my hands in different things, you yes. know? And I honestly don't know another person, like, in the industry that doesn't. You know what I mean? Yes. Like... Completely. And also, they're always doing one of like three things. Yes. And I think that's something that will keep you always slightly in love with makeup and slightly in love with doing this and this is because you, you're doing auditions like for acting stuff or you're performing in other venues. And so you're being constantly creative. Like, um, for we're hoping, no, I'm going to make it happen, (laughs) but I'm putting together this shoot and there was. There was this one detail that I, like, I couldn't figure out. I was like, what am I trying? I don't even remember. But I was in this uh, acting movement intense workshop, and literally they were giving us a note on, like, okay, guys, make sure you're always centered here. And then all of a sudden, I just, like, freaked out, and I ran to the side of the room, like, and I, like, wrote down, I was like, oh, I get it. I, uh, yep, this is what, this is the whole vision for the shoot. I, like, wrote it down, and then I, like, ran back in, and then we, like, started, like, running around the room and doing, like, weird acting stuff. But um, I think if, like, sometimes you're working at another medium, and then you're, that's what inspires like triggers. something else, you know? Mm-hmm. There was, like, there's always different factors of, like, connection and making stuff happen, like, staying inspired that way. Absolutely. I think that that's so important. Unfortunately, in the world of makeup, and I think we've talked about this before, fun, creative, yeah. you know, editorial stuff is not always lucrative. Yeah. You know, it's like the corporate put some powder on this man yeah. stuff that, that actually makes money. Um, so sometimes you just have to kind of take a step back and like do things just pa- for passion, little passion projects, like do yeah. things for fun, do, you know, volunteer, free time, whatever to keep your your love for it going. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think also so much of it that people need to realize is people, it's kind of like being on a playground. Everybody wants to be asked to play, but no one's usually asking anybody. And I think growing up and, like, kind of always thinking that friendship happened from, like, someone needs to approach me. And then realizing if you just go up to someone and you're like, you want to be my friend? Yeah. And someone's like, oh, my gosh, who doesn't like friends? Exactly. Like, why are we so afraid of people? Yeah. And so just, like, the – I think it was, like, once I started asking people, like, hey, do you want to be on the podcast? And, like, these big people who I didn't know, they were like, yeah, totally, let's do it. Because everybody is, I think, that kid on the playground going, like, why is no one asking me to play? Yeah, like, I don't know. I think, like, humanity in a whole, like, <laughs> just want to be noticed. Yeah. You know? Like, people just want to be seen. Yeah. That's all we want. Like, I think that's why it's so important when you're, like, out and about in your day to, like, do small things to notice and see people. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be a big thing, but going out of your way to be, like, a kind person. Yes. 
in those like small things and like reaching out like being ambitious like reaching out to people on the internet whatever like when I have new artists like reach out to me like on Instagram or something I love it because I'm like man they took a risk I'm sure it wasn't easy for them to To reach out yeah not that I'm important at all but just any stranger like you know what I mean like it's like oh my gosh what are they gonna say are they gonna like me are they gonna respond at all cool 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 and I like I think that that's so important yeah, and I think for the most part, I've been, like, really pleasantly surprised. Yeah. By it. But I will say, uh, also, would you ask for a favor being considerate about it? Like, um, keeping it keeping it in perspective. It's tough. Especially, oh, God. <laughs> especially with what I do, too. Especially in a work. How many times am I going to say especially in the next 60 seconds? It's fine. In this, like, age of social media and the beauty industry is so inflated and crazy saturated right now like every you know person is a makeup artist yes um which is fine but it can be very hard to assign value to yourself Mm. and for people to understand that what you do is real in a career and not just like something you do on instagram Mm -hmm. um so like one of my that can be really tough when people don't assume your value so like I can't tell you how many times people will reach out to me and be like, hey, um, can you do my makeup? I'll totally pay you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, you will? Like, that is so kind. Like, I don't check out at Walmart and be like, oh, my God, I'll totally pay for these groceries. Like, it's fine. Like, Jen, such I'll a good totally point. pay you. To, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is my career. This is what I do. It's not. So that, that will get under my skin sometimes when yes. people are like, Oh, can you just like do this? I'm not saying that about you because when it's other creative people it in the is. world that all understand, and then it's, when you're doing something for passion, no one has money, and it's like, yeah, whatever, yeah. fine. But yeah, I have a friend who's a photographer. She is, she's kind of building herself and she's ramping it up, and now people like, and I mean, she's not just being, it's not just being choosy, but like, if possibly someone with like, I don't know, some more heft that like maybe doing some work for this person for free would be maybe more of a thing to help build but just like random people are like oh you know I want cool pictures too and then she's like well I don't know I think there is kind of that balance of like finding the passion projects and collaborating also like with friends but then also I try to be like respectful like the portrait series I did um with my friend Hannah I was paying her for it and but we eventually because it was a it was a financial exchange I eventually had to go I can't do it anymore because right. this costs money. And she was like, I completely understand. Yeah, because it, if you're working with other professionals and they understand that. That that this is the end of the transaction. And the the key is too, like if these people are in your life and they care about you, like my friends or mm-hmm. you know, whatever, they would they want to see you succeed. Mm-hmm. They're gonna offer to pay me because they want they believe in me. Yes. They you know, they see that yes value in me. So this is something that I was told really early on in my career and um, I think is such good advice is full price or free. Mm. So I am like a full price or free person and it's really hard to get to that point Yeah, because it's like really hard to tell yourself that you're worth something. I still mm-hmm. struggle with it. I still send invoices and I'm like, am I sure? Am I sure? Am I sure? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, are they going to be okay with this rate? Like, like I'm you know? sorry. But it's really hard. Like, you have to like stick to it though and some people are going to say no, but mm-hmm. some people are going to say yes and that's how you move forward. Anyways, mm-hmm. but it's like either do something for free mm-hmm. or do it for full price because if you assign yourself as a discount person... I only have work through networking, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's going to be networked around. Yeah. You know, because then all of a sudden you're the, like, $50 face girl. Yeah. And everyone's whispering to each other. You're like, oh, yeah, she gave me a really good deal. If you do something for free, someone's just going to talk about how amazing you are. Yeah. And Because also, like, no one really wants to be like, oh, this was free. Right. Exactly. You know? So I feel like that's really good for any I've sort never of entrepreneur heard that. sort of thing. That makes like, so much it's, sense. It's really been so helpful. Mm. Um. And again, like, also being smart about the free situations, you know, like, someone that's just, like, maybe, like, really important in my life, Mm -hmm. but especially as a starting makeup artist, you know, you're, like, doing a lot of weddings, everyone starts at weddings, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it's, like, your friends, aunts, moms, dog walkers, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're, like, oh, like, I was referred to you, so can you do it for $1, and you're, like, no, 
No. <laughs> and, but then also that means it's what you have. You're you're placing a value on what you have to offer. Exactly. Uh, how did service. you How did you figure out what your price was? You know, like did you have to like? Ask I definitely to grew friends? too. So okay. that's another thing. Like, if this is your first year doing makeup, like, I'm sorry. I, I don't think it's appropriate for you to be like charging what you're like, charging. I charge like yeah. I've been doing it for like seven years. You know what yes. I mean? So like it's obviously a growth price, and like every year you try and like you know rise with the economy and yeah. like rise with your worth and like the fact that I have more stuff in my kit, I have more knowledge under my belt, yeah, more experience. You yeah. have more you know connections. What I mean? yeah. yeah, just like any job. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's why you get promotions. That's why you get raises. You just have to like do that to yourself, which can be bittersweet. Yes. <laughs> Everyone's like, it must be so awesome to be your own boss. And I'm like, yeah, when she's nice to me. Yeah. It also means like not saying no ever and always like kind of being down even yeah. when you're tired. Yeah. And then also dealing with those like weeks where maybe you don't have anything going on and then having to keep yourself busy and knowing your worth. Even yeah. And not being have- like, oh my gosh, I'm a loser. So I'm really bad about that. I run myself into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> My friends love it. They get to pick up the pieces all the time. I go hard like crazy because I'm very humbled by the fact that at any moment it could stop. Yeah. You know? And I work, 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 work. And then I'll have like a couple of days off and I'm like, I'm a loser. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing anything with my life. Like, I'm failing. You know, again, like, you know, the highs and yeah, lows of my... Um, but... I'm trying to get better at that and give myself grace and be like, okay, well, I also, like, didn't have a weekend, you know? Like, I did a wedding or I was on set this whole weekend or whatever, so I'm just having it now. And it happens to me on a Tuesday. And just because everyone else is at work and I'm having tea, it's okay. Yeah. I also have found that, like, uh, when I was transitioning into this other coffee shop I work for, um, it was the downtime that I'm always the most scared of. Mm. That That's when I got the idea for the podcast. And it was like on a different, which was it? I don't even remember. A couple months ago, I was doing my job at the coffee shop from 5.30 in the morning to 1, getting in my car, driving across town, like speeding to get to a house by 2 to then where I babysat from 2 to 7. So I was working 12-hour days every day. And part of that was kind of like, oh, well, Rebecca, you're kind of, you're a loser in a different way. You're a loser. You're supposed to be an actor, but like, you can't even get an audition, so, like, you hmm. suck. So you might as well make a lot of money, which I honestly i am not working as much on those hustle jobs, and I feel like I'm still making the same amount of money. I, like, I don't even – I feel like I was just pouring myself into being exhausted because I was like, you deserve to be exhausted because you're not accomplishing anything. And that's one of the reasons that I'm trying to move maybe a little bit more into freelance work, whatever that will be, and maybe doing some, like, copy editing or whatever – um, because I feel like in the downtime, that's when I have some time to actually go, okay, what can you create? What can you make? And so instead of feeling like a loser on the, your days off, using it as an opportunity to begin dreaming about something you might be doing, for like acting for free for a little bit and using that downtime to start dreaming and creating something. Yeah. So just kind of, I'm trying to learn how to repurpose it. So on my off days... Because this week I'm not working in the mornings and I'm only doing the play in the evenings because I want to do it to the best of my ability, but it doesn't pay enough for like the day. I'm, I'm losing money doing this play, even though it pays, uh, because honestly working doubles would pay me more than this. But instead of beating myself up and trying to work more, being intentional in the evenings, but then trying to put together some new opportunities for yeah. artistic things that I'll do for free and just kind of... I mean, that's why I was at the pharmacy for so long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I was like, okay, well, if I can't do my dreams, I can at least try and, like, afford to do them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was there because I was making good money. And since it, at least, like, it was a mom-and-pop place and I had been there so long, they would let me take off when I wanted to do a makeup job. Yeah. And what have you. You know? So I was at least, like, in my mind helping fuel my dream. But you were also being really, like, you weren't at your your best, like, probably oh because it was draining, you probably, like, 70%, so then you could only really focus on growing what you wanted to do with that 30% of your brain you right. had left. So I'm in no way encouraging people, like, quit the job or whatever, <clears throat> but maybe back off of it for, like, or try to, maybe if the pharmacy is draining you, try to find a job 
maybe that isn't as lucrative oh or something. Oh my gosh, yeah. You have to find something that is fueling your passion. Yeah. You know, whether it's lucrative or not. Like, it, it is just so essential. You will... Like, I just don't think it's sustainable to be in something that just constantly makes you miserable, you know? Yeah. And that doesn't even have to... That can be a person or a friend. Or what, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just... It's essential. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's been so long. I feel like it has I feel too. like it's... But also, like, I love everything that you're so saying. But it's been so good. It, has, it hasn't been as scary as you thought. I know, yeah. Because you're so great and comforting and loving. And, like, it's just, like, I'm just talking to you. I, I know. I love having these conversations. Even though I feel like I haven't been as, like, put together as I wanted to be. As you wanted to be. But also, you've listened to the interviews and nobody's put together. There's, there's no rhyme or reason to these things. And that's honestly, if people want something really in-depth, they could go to another podcast. Goodbye. Okay. Uh, you've gotten to the end. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. There's nothing here for you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for paying attention. Okay. Uh, well, thank you so much. Of thanks, course. Hannah. Thank you. Bye. Hannah, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the day that um, – you and me and Dee and Jen can go back to that really overpriced Mexican place with like very overpriced margaritas. That's just fine. It wasn't that good. But um, I guess that's our place now. Oh man, I wish it was somewhere else. But I look forward to drinking many. Oh man, they were so strong too. Anyways, I love you guys and um, we will talk soon and I will keep bringing these fun conversations to you. All right. I love you. Bye.